Getting this stream set up. Let's see if it's showing up online. And it is showing up online. There we are. We are live for the first time on YouTube anyway. Yeah. How's it feel, Alex? Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know. I uh, accidentally... <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, well, we're here. Because I had it playing, and I heard my heard you say it twice. It the hell out of me. So, yeah, we're here. So, cheers to that, I guess. Yeah, man. Cheers to that. Um, for anybody tuning in or uh, watching this later, um, we just decided on a whim. You know, it's uh, we've been doing this podcast. How, what? How many weeks in a row has this podcast? This will be forty nine. Forty nine. Forty nine. We're we're coming up three and weeks. We may away maybe missed a week or two year. in there, but uh, I don't think we ever missed a week. Some of us have not. I have no. No, there is. I think there's at least one week we skipped a week. week. But like like an actual like chronicle. Like we've. Oh. Not skipped oh, like right. uh, yeah. like actual podcast. We have almost four fifty two episodes. That'll be a full year, <laughs> but we we did skip one week in there. So our full. I don't remember the first day we came live, but we'll make sure we know that when that day comes. We yeah. will do nothing about it but mention it. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a while even since we've been on YouTube. I think the last time we posted anything was in January when uh, I think it was that like Oculus Quest 2 like tips and tricks video that we posted, which got up to about 130 views, which I was pretty like stoked about, to be honest. Like it was steadily showing those increases as we were getting more and more content out. Yeah, well, we'll get there. I mean, it's still the beginning. I mean, and if you're only yeah. listening to this, uh, um, <laughs> next time we'll have a little bit more notice of going live. We chose... Uh, this on a whim. To this just is do a last it. minute thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. this is life. It is what it is. We are. Uh, we have been contemplating. Um, been renaming this podcast. Maybe we'll wait until episode fifty-three. It'll be a whole new season, whole new name. Yeah, maybe that should be the best bet. Maybe we should wait for that. I don't know what you think, Matt, but it'd be fun. Um, I don't know. We we for longtime listeners of this podcast, you know that we we've teased the idea of coming up with a different name just for the podcast. Um. We even threw it out there to say, hey, put it in the comments if, if there's any names. We have one that we really like, but I'm still interested. Uh, and I think you're right, Alex. Maybe let's not let's not tease what we're thinking, but maybe somebody can sway did. us. I anybody think I, who's, I think I said who's it, watching or listening. <laughs> um, if, if you are watching, feel free to pop it into the comments. Um, if you're not, whatever. Let us know later. Let us know on Instagram, however else you, you choose to interact with us. Yeah. Um, I'm Make sure fun of our backgrounds. Of our if you're watching, make sure, yeah. I mean, I got, mine's a little bit in in disarray. Mine's a little bit more, uh, you know, I would say more, you know, nerdy than I guess. But uh, <laughs> mine, mine is in is. a combination of like I have cleaned it up a little bit. It was very messed up after I had some um, water come into my basement. I missed a, a recording session. What three weeks ago? Four weeks ago now? Something like that. Due to. Uh, Due to my basement flooding, literally as I was going downstairs to to have dinner before we were going to uh, to record, I realized, oh no, I've got water coming in from uh, a major rainstorm, and uh, so I still got to remove the carpet in this room. Uh, it's, this room wasn't too bad, but I'm just I've just decided I'm doing all new all new flooring. Hey, um, gotta do what you gotta do. 
you know, you got to do what you yeah. got to do. Anyways, but anyways. I, I did have an idea for this oh. um, for anybody watching. I did have an idea of maybe doing a, a video on play pause uh, on our YouTube channel of uh, because uh, when I go to start working on this room, I'm probably going to be doing some drywall. I might actually be putting up a wall in here as well. And I was thinking if people want to come along for the ride, they could see what goes into kind of my home theater setup. And I'm probably going to be moving some speakers around, running new speaker wire, running a new HDMI cord to that projector because uh, the one that's there is not high quality enough for this guy um would so never be let, high quality enough, enough for me so you know. <laughs> what what do you have against projectors we've Alex? gone through this millions this before, of times but like i i, I truly i, I truly can always just know. tell like it doesn't feel hd enough i'm just so used to digital you know and maybe it's just because it's never dark enough in anyone's house or or i'm sitting too close to it i don't know mm-hmm. it just never feels natural enough like a digital tv would i don't know hmm. it's just me maybe i don't know i'd love to hear what like what you know uh our listeners think about that just like have you experienced at home projections like my projector is pretty old like it's almost a 10 year old projector and mm-hmm. i do want to upgrade it at some point to something a bit more modern hence why i want to upgrade the the cable uh that's running to it but um like i like i love I love a big like it, it, it. It's I. I know what you're saying. It, the quality isn't as good. Mm-hmm. It has to be pitch. There's something black. about like it has a to be big screen. Sweet. You know what I mean? Pitch, pitch black, and it's got to be. There can't be any light source, and that's. I think mm-hmm. that's my problem because mm-hmm. the tiniest bit of light touches that screen on the screen, and it's just, and it just. I don't know. It just, or you know, somebody walks through it and f- through the screen, or <laughs> it just you know. takes you right out of the just, the experience. You know, that's just me. But I grew up with televisions the whole time. I grew up with theaters as well, but I'm used to the big yeah. theaters where it is, you I mean, know, pretty dark. You were a projectionist. Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, you, but that's you different. You were a projectionist in the film, theater. 40-inch 40 40, uh, 40 film, inch film is different than a digital projector. And then, and then mm-hmm. a digital, like a home digital projector. Um, yeah. And then the big, obviously, the big fucking monsters. Um the big guys, the big digital ones that everyone uses now. I mean, those are very, very, very powerful machines. Um, so, I mean, they're different than, again, from a home one. If you had one of those in your home, hey, good for you. You must know somebody <laughs> yeah, well, like, at uh, Christie's Just say, like, when I replace this thing, I'm, I'm not going to go with a budget projector, let me tell you right now. I, I am kind of scoping out, uh, you know, that mid to higher price ones. I recently found out that like, even like the higher price ones that I was looking at is like babies, higher priced uh, projectors. Like they, you know, they can quickly get to three grand and five grand, which you're at that point, you're looking at more than a lot of like OLED TVs are going for right now. Yeah. Um, but like, if you want like the best of the best projectors, like you're talking seven, $8,000 very quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just, I'm not like, I'm not game to go that high. Um, three grand to me is like an expensive projector. And I found uh, LG's got um, some laser projectors, uh, which apparently do a really excellent job with black levels, mm. uh, which is always a struggle when you're shining light on a screen, your blacks are always going to come out gray. So yeah. uh, if, yeah. if a laser, you know, isn't a bulb, it's not a tradi- traditional, like just projection, um, there shouldn't be that. And from what I understand, like it, it's, more or less just black so that i i want to see i want to see what it looks like and compare absolutely that makes sense right yeah but speaking of projectors though where, where were we just yesterday 
I don't know. Where were we? We were My old together in person. I don't remember anything. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we were at the theater, man. We were at the theater seeing seeing a movie. Oh yeah, yeah, we yeah. did do that. I I remember. I'm not. I'm, I'm just being a being a dick. Or am I? Or do I have serious yes. mental yeah. memory issues? <laughs> you tell me. People, you tell me. Well, folks, listeners. Uh, well, not current listeners. Nobody's listening right now. But future listeners, when you are exactly. watching this, um, Alex and I, if you didn't see already on our on our uh, Instagram story today, uh, we checked out Bond last night, um, No Time to Die, which is a funny movie because this is kind of like we, we opened this podcast with talking about how many episodes there's been of this podcast. And I'm mm. fairly confident. On one of the first episodes, if not the first episode of this podcast, we talked about No Time to Die because it was expected Absolutely. to come out. It was supposed to come out to April. A year ago. In April, yeah, of yeah. 2020. Yeah. So so actually, it was supposed to come out before we even recorded our first episode. Um, and here we are, October 2021, way past the original release date. And, you know, I have ripped on their decision to post it like postpone it so many times so far back um it got to the point that i just like i didn't know when to expect this movie to come out uh they finally decided to release it and having seen it now i think i i made a comment to you <laughs> in the theater but i think i have a better understanding is maybe why they chose to delay it as long as they did and it had to do with uh some some themes in the movie um uh, but before i dive into that what were your uh initial impressions on it alex so I'm sorry, I'm hearing an echo of my own here headphones, and it bothers me sometimes. But, um, so here's the thing about Bond itself. Bond has always been a, a, a fickle, fickle movie industry. Is it an industry? Franchise. Franchise is the better word. Because um, each one is almost the same, and each one's a little bit different. Um, they all have some weird villain in it. They always have some weird... You know, and some ex- interesting gadgets, and they always have obviously the James Bond, um, James Bond PP7 or whatever it is, um, his little pistol of choice, which he can accurately shoot every single time. Um, which is so weird. I understand that he's a trained assassin or whatever, so he'll, he'll never miss. I get that, but come on, miss once. Um, but uh, yeah, so so. Yeah, it was okay. So for the best thing that came out of this movie was actually the way it was shot. It was very directively. It was actually really well done in that sense, like the way they chose how to shoot things, and and I think that was the best thing that came out of it. I mean, it had a poor choice of a villain. The villain was, as most some most Bond villains are very weak willed, um, and uh, but so. I don't know. That's really it. Like Daniel Craig is Daniel Craig as Bond. Like he, there's no, there is some emotion. Like he's, I think this one had a little bit more emotion out of him. Obviously, yeah. Um, without spoiling anything. Um, but yeah, it was it was a Bond film. You know, it was one of the. Well, that's the thing that like I want to hone in on that that you just said. Yeah, like it, it is the most Bond film of the Daniel Craig Bonds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it felt the most Bond. There, there was the most sayings, the most like, you know, callbacks in terms of like, you know, the pose shot. Um, 
you know, we got Shaken Not Stirred, which, you know, comes full circle from Casino Royale when he decided to change it up and not, you know, do the stereotypical Bond order. Um, you know, you called out that, hey, like, you can miss once in a while, right? And I think, I think something that we saw earlier, I think it was in Skyfall when he was, like, beaten down and, and bloodied and um, he wasn't uh, accurate, right? He He struggled to get through the the training regimen and the approval to go out there and 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 really do what he does um so to see him in this this was really like the penultimate bond this is all of the experiences all of the the traumas the struggles everything and he he came in his finest form you know his final form if you will for those dragon ball z fans (laughs) (laughs) you know he really just showed up and this this was the best bond we've seen um like as the character yeah not saying it's the sure, best movie for sure. best best version of bond at least in the daniel craig era of bond yeah i think yeah that's pretty pretty accurate what you said i mean there were still a lot of flaws for it for me like there is still uh, the whole whole love story of bond itself um mm-hmm. that really bothered me like it just i don't know like the love scenes were just a little i know it's bond and he's a womanizer in that sense and he isn't in this one yeah. I guess. but um he is and he isn't right like yeah. he, he has those kind of same like vibes and sayings when he's working with the ladies um but nothing nothing goes anywhere right it, it's he's you know it, it's the 2021 version right they're not just gonna have the damsel in distress everywhere you look it's women are capable and it's shown time and time again in this movie right yeah exactly and uh but it just felt i like i understand where they were going with the story and i mean if you watched all of them even an inspector it all ties to all of it together and mm-hmm. kind of ends that storyline you kind of see why this was a definitive end for daniel craig without really spell it spoiling much it was an yeah. end for this story of bond which um, which is good. I mean, I, if they kept this going with another actor, I think it'd be a little bit um, weaker, to say the least. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's it's worth. So we rated it earlier. I posted on the Facebooks and the Instagrams um, our rating, and I gave it a six point eight. Matt, you gave it a seven point eight. Um, I'm overly critical about these kind of movies. <laughs> well, I'm less critical, but other ones that don't deserve critics in general. That's why and you're more critical for movies that don't deserve critics. So that's how we see how we're We have range. We we have different views when it comes to movies and what makes a good movie. And I think I think that's important. Well, yeah, it gives different. You treat know, every movie almost the same, and I treat each movie as the how crappy it's supposed mm. to be. So that's mm. why, you know what I mean? When we came to the Mortal Kombat one, you said it was trash. I said it was for yeah. what it was, and it was what is, it is what it is. You know, like, but it was trash. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm right there with you. So, um, I mean, which is fair on your point to treat every movie the same, but I'm saying, but not every movie is the same. So you got to treat it differently. It's like you know, schooling. So you got to teach every kid the same, or you got to treat each kid differently. You know. One's more uh, actually quick one's segue. Um, Who knows? Quick segue, and we'll we'll come back to this. Uh, finish up with Bond in a moment. But I was reading an article earlier today. I think it was posted on the Washington Post, and it was talking about um, how video games are currently reviewed in the industry, and how it's like 
not a great system how how games are are reviewed because basically it, it's a bunch of people trying to tell other people whether or not to invest their time and how much time goes into it and all that kind of stuff and I, I i think like at the end of the day people need to go and form their own opinions this whole um industry of allowing critics to decide for you if a movie is worth watching or not or playing a game is worth it or not everybody has different tastes everybody has different opinions like gone are the days of just walking into blockbuster or a rogers video a jumbo video and looking across the shelf and just saying like oh this has a cool box art i'm gonna check it out yeah it could be terrible but sometimes you find you found really good movies and then that word of mouth spread and like it's it, it, it was your own opinion and now i i just feel like because of how powerful the internet is and you know people listening to things like this and taking our word for it if you do hey thanks but i don't think you should um i still think you should go and form your own opinion <laughs> uh, and then let us know what your opinion is and you know if you disagree with us tell us because like i genuinely want to hear why you may have enjoyed something like mortal Kombat that i didn't and um yeah anyway so coming back to bond yeah um yeah the reason why i gave it a full one point higher than alex was because he got the right amount of dad jokes in there you know that was really important uh, maybe that's the reason why i, I gave it less who knows <laughs> no i mean i just i felt like for me the real reason i gave one less again it was i mean the story was there but it also wasn't and um which just sounds so non-answery as it is but um it just it like you had had a you knew where it was going to be and you knew where it was going to end and that's mm-hmm. that's all it was there was no like filler side stories there were no nothing which is fine yeah. um but mm-hmm. like you never you didn't learn anything really about 007 the new one you didn't learn anything about uh you didn't see anything with a strong character money penny you just have to assume you know who she is uh, well we do because yeah. you see it throughout all our movies everything but was pre-established totally the yeah. only thing they really improved on from the other ones is that i gave q a lot more time they literally like mm-hmm. all, a lot of it was callbacks to specter and a lot of callbacks to yeah uh pretty much specter um like the whole cats thing in q's apartment and all that stuff like yeah. that was a callback to specter um so which is cool i guess in the sense and then you see um yeah, so there's a lot to going on. I mean, they, again, like this Daniel Craig series was a reboot of the Bond franchise. So yeah. I feel like I, you, we don't know where they're going to go next. We don't know how they're going to go next. If they're going to be able to go next because the Fleming family is, or Sony, one of them. I can't remember who it is. Somebody's fighting somebody in the Bond world. and Well, Sony doesn't have it anymore, right? MGM no, has MGM it now. Has it. And they've had it, well, MGM's yeah. had it forever. So it was... Um, Universal got hold right. of it or something eventually. Right. So only lost yeah, yeah, yeah. the rights to it. Um, yep. and, and the last few ones or something. And then, so now there's a whole fight between Fleming because they don't believe that this is the prediction, the, uh, how the Bond was from the books and they don't like it mm-hmm. or something. That's what I read. I don't know. Um, so we'll see. And, it, it, if it, and they definitely are going to hate it if they go black. Um <laughs> It's just true. I mean, I'm not trying to sound racist, like make them sound look racist or anything. Yeah. I just, no. if you have a character that's portrayed by the mate, the, like patriarch of your family, yeah, who's made you all your money, and you, the character yep. gets changed, it's you know not going to be happy about. It. But I can yeah, yeah. stick to you know what Daniel Craig says. Why there's a half bond have to be a different person? Why can't we just write films for those kind of people? Which is fair. 
yeah and i mean like for that comment specifically he was talking about like um, bond, the idea yeah. of a woman yeah. coming in and, and portraying I mean, it's bond. Just, you could just say and, the same thing like, for colored people too right and like whatever and like even if you take his point which like got some controversy um like i like the way i viewed what he was saying is that he was saying like hey like james bond is a character why can't there be an equivalent character for a woman in the same universe i think that's fine mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. he could have a child and that child could come and replace him as bond because the child would share the same last name potentially right so yep. like there's that option you know if you take what he was saying if you wanted you know a bond portrayed by a woman like what like i don't think you need to take the stories that we've been told as james bond and then repurpose it for female actress and the same can be said as you said for somebody of a different ethnicity could come in and again portray a character in that universe and be this badass you know we we've seen mixed success with it right you know if you look at the born series they tried it with jeremy renner as uh this like you know newborn in what what movie was that one called it was called the born identity no born Born identity is the first no that was the first one um legacy born with oh yeah yep yep that's it born ultimatum legacy or born i, I don't know no just born legacy born, born ultimatum legacy. was the third one it was born identity supremacy ultimatum then they did legacy and then there's a new i think the latest one's just called jason born and that's the one with matt damon back yeah um and you know so that was a flop right like obviously they didn't continue with that uh, uh and we don't know if that was just because maybe the story was bad maybe people just didn't want you know, a different character in that. Who knows? But we've also seen it where it does work out well in Doctor Who, yeah. which is a nice segue because uh, Jodie Whittaker, uh, the current Doctor and the first female Doctor, has just wrapped uh, filming her final episodes as the Doctor. Well, um, her final season. Because I think they're still going to do yeah. another special with her. Because they're doing the 60th special and she's going to be part of that mm-hmm. from what I'm to understand. And I think right. that's when she transforms. But I okay. could be wrong. I could be wrong. Transforms. You know what I mean. A very bad Doctor Who fan right there. But uh, <laughs> regenerates is the word I was looking yeah. for. But yeah. So we'll see. I haven't watched. I have to finish last season still of Doctor mm-hmm. Who. And then obviously a new one. They brought in a new companion in this new season coming up. The two uh, mm-hmm. the two gentlemen left from last se- the last group. Right. Because um, one of his, like, the the older gentleman, and I forget his name, is an actor, but he hosts a TV show in the UK, so that's funny. Um, oh wow! But yeah, so you know, money's money. You know, you gotta take it as an actor. You gotta money's do what money. you gotta do. You know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's Bond. Final statement on Bond is uh, a seven point three for the Play Pause Media review. Yeah. And uh, let us know what you think. In either the comments here or comments on our social media somewhere. You know, if yep. you liked it, if you didn't like it, if you thought it was too long, you thought it was too short, uh, you thought it was too sappy, too sissy. I don't know. Whatever you want. I don't know what people say. I liked anymore. it. I, I want to hear what people have to say. So I, I feel, you know, you have to go out there. You need to see the, the latest Bond. Um, it's it's the final one of Daniel Craig. So mm-hmm. he, uh, in my opinion, he's the best Bond that I've ever seen portray Bond. Um, that's just me. I, I really think he was a, a very strong Bond. Um, Alex? No. No. Just just no. Uh, he was good. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's... There was a... Mm. He was an action star Bond. Like, that was what he was. He could do a lot of running. That's really what it was. You know, like, that's to me, at least. I don't know. 
Pierce Brosnan is still being my Bond because that's the one I grew up on. But yeah, um, and I felt like he, you know, he stuck with a lot of more of the character charm of Bond. You know, like he he, he was more of the character. Yeah. He was less gritty. He was more the suave. Yeah, like, he was what you know. Yeah, he was that kind of Bond. Well, this mm-hmm. Dawn was more of a emotional Bond. He was so emotionally tied to what was going on, and yeah. I mean, they did write it more about his life in these times, which made more sense. They weren't. He wasn't just saving the world from another thing. Everything was always against Bond in all the other films as well. Like the reasons yeah. they were happening was. Because of the enemies Bond's had, Bond had. Yeah, um, yeah. But like this one felt so they weren't going against you know MI six or, or MI five, whatever it's called, or the the, the that organization. Organization they were going against yep. him specifically. Um, yeah. Which we find out later with Spectre setting everything up, right? So mm-hmm. for that purpose. Um. But yeah. So I don't know. Everyone has their opinions about Bond. Where are they going to go next? Who knows? Yeah. Tell us what your favorite Bond was. You know, I'm sure everybody has their Bond, the Bond they grew up with. I didn't really get into Bond super crazy. Like, yeah, I played GoldenEye 007 on N64. Who didn't from our generation? Um, But, like, I didn't care about Bond until I saw Casino Royale. That was, like, when I was like, okay, yeah, I'm into this. Um, the, the, the 90s Bonds, the Pierce Brosnan era, although we grew up alongside it, I remember seeing the trailers as they came out. I just, like, had very low interest in in them at that time so yeah. that's well that's i mean me. okay to be fair i only really like yeah, Goldeneye, really but i also <laughs> just like pierce bosman was a bond so yeah but, but either way yeah Wait, actually before we move on where do you see daniel craig going next what do you see him doing next i had a thought during the theater uh, during the movie last night in the theater but i'd love to hear what your opinion is what what's next for daniel craig in his career we saw what happened with Pierce Brosnan. He went off and sang in things like Mamma Mia, and that was bad. <laughs> yeah, well, he's done a lot of indie stuff, right? And I think mm. it'll be the same for Daniel Craig. Like, uh, it's hard to pull. Like, yes, he's got that Knives Out 2 coming out next year. Um, yep. But I feel like that's it's going to be hard for him to get out of the action um, genre, if that's what he wants. He's done some dramedy mm-hmm. here and there, um, and some drama and some comedy. But it's hard to say because, like, most of his last 15 years have been Bond, right? So, like, yep. I mean, I know Knives Out 3 has been announced as a third thing coming as well. So he'll mm-hmm. have that. Um, it's hard to say. Was, Assuming something doesn't happen with his character in Knives Out 2. I Well, yeah. I, 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 just, I just saw that Knives Out 3 has been announced. So I would assume yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, trying to, they're trying to do the whole, you know, um, what's the one director's name? Um what is his name? Hold on. It's coming to me. Perso, 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 Perso. Detective Perot? Luso? Hercules Perot. Perot? Perot. Anyways, the one who did <laughs> the, the, the character from. Uh, <laughs> The Murders on the Orient Express, Death, uh, Death on the Nile, and all those stuff. I'm pretty sure it's mm-hmm. Hercules Perot, Perot, Perot. It's, I don't know, something French. Um, but it'll be something similar to that, where that's where Knives Out's going to go, I think. Yeah. Um, that, that's what they're trying to do. And speaking mm-hmm. of that character, Her- Hercules Perot, whatever his name is. I don't ever know. 
Um, Death on the Nile is the next movie coming out in that series too, and I think that comes out this year or next. Death on the Nile, um, which is actually the prequel, supposed to be the prequel to Border on the Express in the book version. Oh, but, that's Gal Gadot's new movie, right? Um, and then Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh would be the star, I would say, not Gal Gadot, but um, yeah, yeah. Um, but in the in this movie universe, I guess they're gonna go with the Murder on the Orient Express is the original is the first, and then Death on the Nile is the sequel. Um, okay. The way Murder the way that Murder on the Orient Express ended, anyways. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's where I see Daniel Craig going. I don't Daniel think Craig he'll he'll still try to. I know his. Um, which I'm gonna call it. Uh, ba 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 His wife. I forget what his, who his wife is, but she's very uh, famous as well, um, and she's very popular. Yeah, but I just don't remember her, her name. I'm not good with names. If you're just he joining is us, married to Rachel Weiss. Yeah, it's Weiss. Rachel Weiss. Yeah, and she's yeah. very popular in movies. Uh, well, she was just in Black Widow. Yeah, yeah. She's been in the Mummy movies. Yeah. So, you know, very busy family. Mm-hmm. Very busy family. She's. I think she has an Oscar. I don't know if she's I'm wrong. I don't know. Doesn't matter. It's interesting. The same year they got married, they uh, they started a movie called Dreamhouse. Gross. Um, <laughs> um, I was thinking it'd be fun, and I think that this is just a fun idea for Daniel Craig. But to go from you know taking over the mantle as Bond to taking over the mantle as Doctor Who and just seeing if you could put on a goofy character like that, I thought that might be a fun uh, segue for his career to go. What did he do? He did uh, a movie that I thought was so stupid that it, so I don't think he could ever do a comedy movie. What was it? Uh, oh no, Lucky Logan. Was I it the one with Adam Driver? Lucky Logan. Yeah, I thought that movie was awesome. Yeah, yeah, Adam Driver and um, oh, what's Channing his name? Tatum. Channing Tatum. Yeah, I thought that. Movie I think was it was cool. a funny movie. I got a good chuckle out of it. Yeah, but you. Yeah. And he put on a weird American accent that was terrible, but it was really funny. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but you want to have relations with Adam Driver, so it's different. I want to have relations with Adam Driver. <laughs> my my fiance wants to have relations with Adam Driver. Which That's true. Inherently I can, means I can tell you, you that too. So don't, oh. <laughs> don't. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying it's. it's I will skews, say I watched that it movie. your vision. I watched that movie while I was on a work trip, so I was by myself in a hotel after a long day of traveling and work. So I will give you this much. It was probably not as good as I, I'm recalling it. I'll say that much. Logan Lucky. Yeah, yeah that, was a, that was an interesting one. All right, let's, uh, let's move on. Um, as everybody, I'm sure, is also waiting to hear, what were our thoughts on the end of Ted Lasso Season 2? Yes, 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 that happened, yes, yes. Mm-hmm, yes, yes, mm-hmm. right, right. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Did Ted finally have a glass of tea or a cup of tea and no. thought it was good? Only one way to find out. Actually, the, my favorite moment of season two was probably when the um, psychotherapist turns around to him and says, oh, tea's shite. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, they're made for each other. <laughs> they're literally like made for each other, these two characters. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was an interesting. It was an interesting story from the get go, and like I mean, like I said, it was mm-hmm. a very predictable. The show, whole show is very sure. predictable in a sense, most parts. Mm-hmm. Um, one or two things are you, we just you know you're never gonna you, catch everything. No, yeah, but yeah. but like we could tell like from the, the funeral episode that 
obviously Nathan and um, I know her real name. I don't know the actress's the character's name. Oh my gosh, Healy? No, the other one. Uh, like the the big boss. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't I? Think I remember her real name's name. Hannah. Anyways, um, so her character, her ex husband, and Nathan were gonna do something was gonna happen. And at the very beginning of the episode, it was I missed it, but somebody when I was watching was uh, we were watching it at work because you know it was lunchtime. Um, and he, my friend mentioned that oh he's gonna you know what the ex is gonna buy West Ham. Spoiler alert! If uh, there we go. If if you haven't watched it yet, which you sh- which is a shame <laughs> on you, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> just shame our listeners. Um, shame, shame. Yeah, she played that character, played that character. Um, um, in Game of Thrones. She was the shame lady. If you didn't know that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you could tell when when West Ham got said, "Oh, it's up for sale," or whatever, and kind of clicked yeah. in that he was going to buy that, and then Nathan was going to end up coaching there. Um, that kind of you could foresee that coming throughout the episode right away, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know it was a nice little you know moment. Not nice. It was obviously very aggressively angry, but it was a nice yep. story nice built line when the two with Ted and Nathan. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was a good. Build. Well, yeah, like I, you never really like. Yes, throughout the whole season, you see like Nate's resentment and like for everybody for the for how his life has gone, how people treat him, all these things. And you start to, but like there's moments where you're like really empathetic with him. And then there's moments where you're like, I think you're misplacing your anger or your emotions because it seems like you're putting a lot of stock in some spots where maybe like it's not deserved. And like, how did you feel about his blow up on Ted and like specifically what he said and how Ted responded? I mean, I felt, I mean, it was obviously not, I mean, it is and it is unjustified. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. as from just from a point of view, from an outside point of view. I mean, I'm very similar to that. I would build things up and then it explode. Obviously, that's just who we are. Some people are right, and then um, yeah. But you can't get mad if you're not. You don't bring it up when it happens or says something. And I mean, yeah, Ted is a character. Yeah, it's hard to bring that stuff up with. I would get. I understand that, especially if he's yeah. just in and out and you know, always overly positive about stuff and doesn't really want to talk about it. Yeah, but then there's mm. there's Nathan who just you know claw, closes up and hides. You know what I mean? So yeah, it, it was gonna happen, and like it is what he said made sense, and it doesn't make sense because you know you didn't. We never saw him really try or harder than that. But that was also just the yeah. way the show was written. You know what I mean? Like we like the pictures he told locked about. I have no idea what the hell he was showing talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, unless I missed something, I don't remember that, but. Um, like the pictures at Christmas, you don't have any of that up. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking yeah. about. Um, as a viewer, so I was like, well, okay. so there was a Christmas episode, right? Yeah, the yeah, only yeah. moment that you saw Ted with everybody else was at the very end of the episode when him and Rebecca show up to do caroling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't remember that. So, like, those are kind of just. Yeah. It's hard to relate to him, and I think that was a written, written point to po- choice. Yeah, is so you don't side with Nathan, right? You want to. That's right, why you see right. the progression of him, villainize him a little bit. Yeah, throughout the whole season, why his hair is getting grayer, and you know he's getting his demeanor is mm. getting a lot more aggressive. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's also up to Beard not to have stepped in and said anything more. You know what I mean? Like, or yeah, like, like. Uh, to, to be fair, though, I think it kind of 
caught everyone off guard more than they like i think like everybody like saw signs of stuff coming you saw multiple times where there was looks at nate like dude like chill out and then you know beard steps up a little bit here and there and i think like genuinely i I think beard thought like they were handling it well and i i don't think anybody could have foreseen like within within the coaching staff just how like far and deep things were going with nate because you see things you know with his parents that you just he never reveals to anybody else within that room right Mm -hmm. um and so i think his lack of real communication with the with the team um ultimately you know he was just bottling things up bottling things up and like then it it came out and it exploded finally right and um he made his he made his points at the end you know and it was just it was shocking his viewpoint how much he thought that you know ted and the rest of the staff were setting up setting him up to fail right they were they were like teeing him up to take the fall for things uh so like he never gets credit when you know his master plan and strategy well, goes well, but they'll definitely shit on him when well, I, I'm saying, I know that it did, but in his head, yeah, no, he I doesn't get it. think he I thought that. That he Ted got all the credit for his work. Yeah. And then the moment that something goes wrong, he'll be the war- one on the chopping block. Yeah, right? like we said, that's why he chose to take off. Like we said, like last week or the week before, like he just clearly didn't understand the, 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 the hierarchy of management in general. Um, well, yeah, you see everybody else in the room like that—that's the job. Like, he's—he's yeah. he's yeah. the coach, you know. Yeah. And like <laughs> when he coach. says, "Like I was—I was born for this," and he, he's just a, you know, um, whatnot. But I was like, yep. then you should understand the system, right? Like, yeah, I, yeah. But we will see where it goes. It's clearly like that mm-hmm. was, you know, Nate was a character that was always going to end up being uh, this dark character in general, and they need a dark. Villain. Which is so sad because you, you're yeah. right, but it's so sad because like the first season, you're just like, oh Nate, like oh this is great. Look at the stuff that's happening for you. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then you know season two for that to go from oh Nate to Nate, what what are you doing, man? Yeah. Like I don't want you to like what why why are you going this path? Yeah, they need. They I see that a, now. Now I just guy, don't like them. Like, before they had Jamie, right? They had Jamie Tart. Yep. And then we have now we have Nate next season. Who knows? I mean, maybe it's gonna be Sam. Maybe we're all gonna hate Sam next season. Who knows? You know? Who knows? Maybe maybe it's Keely. It could be Keely. Maybe she goes and. But I don't maybe think maybe she she backs on, off on her promise to Rebecca and she does go and do you know marketing for West Ham. She could, yeah, she could. I don't think she will, but she could. <laughs> um, and I was thinking the show the whole time like. Man, that guy must be really rich because if he bought West Ham United, that's not a cheap team. That's for damn sure. Because mm-hmm. West Ham is one of the big <laughs> names in res- in soccer football over there. So wrestling, soccer, same thing. I love hearing the order in which the the sports comes out of your mouth because it just tells you like what Alex's priority list of sports are. <laughs> and I only watch one, so. Um, but yeah, so Ted Lasso. We'll see what happens next season. It'll be a year or so probably before we get it. Um, yep. I know they're writing it right now, so we shall see. Mm-hmm. So what did you – Well, what, what, uh, I don't want to rate this season because I don't already know you're yeah, going to give it a fucking a nine or something stupid. So um, we'll just say it was a good season. You know, give it a yeah, watch. it was a good season. You know, like I said, like at the beginning yeah. of the season was a rough start for me. It just felt like it was the mm-hmm. same – same show as before it didn't grow it didn't 
and it still really didn't. Like it was still very much the same. We saw some characters grow, but the namesake character would pretty much stay the same. We saw we learned a little bit more about him. Um, I felt this season was very circled around the other characters, anyways. Um, mm. They kind of drived off. Yeah, a there's bit. a lot more time spent on the other characters. Like if you look at sure. the Christmas episode, yeah. like he's barely in it. Um, yeah, and everything that happens, he doesn't really. He's just there for it to happen. Like the whole Christmas yep. episode with the captain and uh, Roy. Yep. Like he's just there, and then yep. the whole Rebecca thing. Rebecca kind of just grabs him because he knows he's alone. So. Yeah, which whatever. Yeah, I'm curious if we're gonna like how long it's gonna be until like Ted goes back to the states and visits his son. You know what I mean? Like I'm wondering like what's it gonna take for that to happen or for his son to come to him? Like that's obviously got to happen at some point. Well, the son was there um, last se- first season, right? That was how the whole divorce happened in the end, right? Um, right. So, right, uh, right, right, right. Yes. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. And mm-hmm. what happens and... it is what it is. So it's it's interesting because um, you've mentioned a lot throughout this season that you felt like it was more of the same. There wasn't a lot of character development really happening. I've had a few conversations with people that only recently got into Ted Lasso, and they it, it's a bit um, um, counter to to your feeling on it, where they felt the first season was kind of like, yeah, the character's fun, and whatnot, but there's not like much substance to the to the characters here because there's not much happening. And then they actually got hooked in this season because there was a lot more happening in their opinion. And I found that really, really fascinating because like we both loved the first season. Like I think both of us like genuinely by the end of the first season, we're like, this is awesome. And I think because of that, maybe we were hoping for season two to really take it up a notch. Whereas for these other people where they were like, well, the first season kind of played it safe. Second season started to take more chances with the different characters. And I think again, going back to what we were talking about earlier, different people, different opinions, like, I, I found that really fascinating um, seeing that perspective of the show. Like I could see that a little bit. I mean, I guess if you're watching the whole show from season one, episode one season to one, season two, episode 10 or 12, whatever it was, um, I can yeah. kind of see that a little bit. Um, Cause you're watching it full progression. You're not watching it. You don't mm. have that break. You don't have that. Um, you haven't gained the character stress. I'm taking a break from it to come back to it and really feel yeah. like it's gone nowhere. But I felt like, I see what they're saying. I can see what they're saying a little bit, but I felt yeah. like the same story arc of character building was still in the first one. That's still in the second one because you have to look at like the 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 build from where Jamie Tart started to being the aggressive to being not on the team anymore. Yes, and then you got Roy from being a shitty captain to quitting the team in a sense. You yeah. Know what I mean? Not a shitty captain. Yep. Being well, the good retiring. captain to being yes. retired for learning that he can't do, that he had to step down. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. We saw a lot yep. more with Coach, you know, in this season. Um, this whole Jane thing still pisses me off, but um, <laughs> like it's just such a stupid story. Well, I thought uh, after like, Co- like Beard's episode, I thought that that was kind of the end of like that drama with him and Jane, and then they brought it back in this last episode. And I was yeah. like, "What? Yeah. Really? Like, yeah, I was. I'm done with that storyline. I mean, I think, I mean, Beard needs to have a little bit more than just that. But I feel like mm-hmm. we're not meant to know much about Beard, and we're not supposed to. That's what makes his he's character... supposed to. Yeah, he he kind of is that mysterious figure that, yeah. and that's what makes him fun is that he gets to have the quips and he gets to have the. The I got your back type of He's situations. Like you, it's like you and me, literally. It's me, mm. quiet and, uh, you know, randomness. And then your this overly positiveness to my 
Sure. <laughs> Does that mean uh-huh. yes? Yeah, I would just say I would just shake my head yes too. <laughs> you know, just the silent agreements of don't do it. When people don't understand what's coming out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso season three yeah. will probably be next summer. Maybe depends. Who knows? Hopefully. Who knows? I'd like to, I'd like it to be back next summer. That'd be nice. If they want to be in the Emmy category again, then they probably will be. Um, mm-hmm. So, because this season will be in the next one, obviously. And, yep. and this one will be in the Golden Globes of next year. Well, actually, there's no Golden Globes next year, so I don't know. That's going to be fun. <laughs> Makes everyone's egots mm-hmm. uh, irrelevant anymore. Um, do those yep. awards mean anything anymore? Who knows? Who knows? So all the people who won Golden Globes, do they just throw them out? Are they just invalid now? <laughs> I know. I feel like I was it Johnny Depp or Tom Cruise. One of them sent them back. All of his Golden Globes back. I can't remember. I think I think it was. I think it was Tom Cruise, but I could be wrong. Oh, I thought it was Leonardo DiCaprio. But no, he never really won many. I think he's only uh, he won didn't like, win. He only won like one or two. The Oscars. That was his big struggle. Yeah. Um. Yeah, even the Golden Globe, he never really won that. He only won it the last once or twice, I think. But uh, it doesn't. Oh, it was Tom Cruise. You're correct. Yeah. Yep. yep. But yeah, he uh, sent back his three Golden Globe statuettes he won over his career to the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Yeah, that sounds like him. Yeah, that sounds like him. Little, <laughs> that little rat. No, I'm just kidding. That's a good thing. Ouch. Um. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see how many Golden Globes, uh, Academy Awards, Primetime Emmys. He, oh, he's never won a Primetime Emmy. Suck at Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, what are the Golden Globes actually called? Uh, it's like a Foreign Press, right? Foreign Press. That's what. Yeah, the Hollywood Foreign Press. Hollywood yep. Foreign Press. Let's find those. Let's find how much Leonardo. There we go. So he's won. He won three. He won it for best performance in the Revenant. Uh, the best. So this is what I don't get. So comedy or musicals, the same fucking category. It doesn't matter. Um, but he won that for Wolf of Wall Street, which was a comedy slash musical. So, yep. Cool. Um. <laughs> And then he won Best Performer uh, in Avatar. In the av- Aviator, not Avatar. He wasn't in that movie. <laughs> I was like, what? When was DiCaprio in Avatar? And he, yeah, he was, sorry. He won for the a- Aviator and then was nominated a whole bunch of other times for other things, obviously. Um, I can see why he would have been for the Aviator. Like, I, I only watched that in, like, the last year, year and a half. And, like, I, I learned so much about uh, that character that I just had no idea before i did a a bunch of reading up on him i think we talked about it actually um on one of our podcasts when that week when i did watch it Mm. um he was nominated for howard hughes yeah once upon a once a time once upon a time in hollywood Mm -hmm. lost Mm -hmm. that he was nominated for an oscar i didn't care much for his character in that yeah yeah um but he won for revenant that was his first oscar Mm -hmm. win I still need to watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it. Either. I've said for the past couple like crazy winters, I was like, "There's gonna be like a really wintry day, and that's the day I'm just gonna like hold up, put it on, watch all three hours of it." 
figure out what I this whole movie's all about. Getting, saying he keeps getting robbed at the Oscars, but he's only been nominated mm-hmm. six times. So hmm. was he was he nominated for Blood Diamond? Yes. Okay, that that was one where I do think like that that character that he he portrayed was like I thought that was a, just an awesome performance. And I thought that was a terrific movie. That was actually what brought me back to Leo as like a oh this guy's like got some acting chops. Like I I just I had kind of wrote, written him off for several years there, um, or I just didn't care for his movies or who he was as an actor. But um, I've since come to appreciate his talent. But I do think like there's there's moments like again once a time once upon a time in Hollywood I just like Brad Pitt's character was fantastic I think Brad Pitt did a fantastic job with that character Leo's character I was a little eh, you're 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 fine I like you Brad know, Pitt just played himself like a... and it worked out for him <laughs> hey if, if if that's what it takes you know I thought it was good yeah I feel Brad Pitt plays mm. himself a lot but hey whatever works uh, I don't know Brad Pitt so I could be completely wrong Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Hey, he's got the Oscar and I don't, so there's, he knows yep, what he's doing. Yep. Um, yep. What else we got going on? We got Only the Murders this week that came out. Only Murders in the Building. Um, did you watch it this week? I'll take that silence as a no. Um, <laughs> guy. Nope. This was like I did not. <laughs> the biggest point. Oh, my gosh. Why do I even talk about it on the show? How far How far are they into it now? Like, How many episodes are there left? So next week will be the season finale. All right, so I have a week to catch up. Yeah, there we you go. have it. Like, I, like depending on what episode you're on, you have like six to, uh, depending on how many. Like, there's ten Nine. episodes. So, I'm pretty sure I watched the first three episodes in like one sitting. So you so have seven I episodes can catch up to pretty watch. Quick. Well, six then All next right. week, and you know they're not they go fast, so I'll give you that. But mm. they're only mm-hmm. like half an hour. But yeah. you should have been caught up already because this episode, <laughs> the ending of this episode is a wild link change. Not really. Kind of expected mm-hmm. it in the last episode, but um, yep. Which makes, but it still has a lot of questions. You're like, how did this happen? If it was this thing, but if it was that thing, or this person, or that person, but how could this happen? If that was that, you know, there's so many questions. Um, and there's a lot of swearing in this episode. So, hmm. story of my life. You know. Hmm. Lots to happen. Lots to go. They got. Green late for a second season, so who knows what's gonna happen next? Maybe somebody else dies. It's gonna be a whole thing. Hopefully, it's Steve. Someone Martin. else. Oh, but uh, <laughs> ouch! Just kidding. <laughs> um, Survivor last week was one of the was a great episode. Won't go into detail about it, but it was good. Well played by everyone. Um, yep. Threw me down to like second, third place, so that pissed me off in my league. Uh oh. Because so like. There's a there's an there's an advantage of it. There was an advantage situation, and one from each yep. tribe member. There's three tribes, and one each went to this advantage island thing. Yeah. And uh, so one of the players on our in our league, Megan, she had all three of her members because we all only have three. All three of her members went onto this advantage island, so she got mega points uh, just from that. Because you get like ten points from just going to the island. You got for each person. Megan points. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> and then you get Megan. If you're watching, you're welcome. Like ten points, <laughs> ten points to, to just get the eye, like the the, the advantage, which I think two of them mm-hmm. did. No, one of them did. And then, and then, and then one to use the advantage, one to hot. It was she was just racking up points, and I was like, God damn it, she wins every fucking year. But uh, I'm not. Done. 
Uh, I don't know. No. Uh, anyway, she, okay, she's won once, yeah, okay, I think. Won once. And then I think Ronnie won the other one. So. Oh, no. Yeah, I think. I don't remember. I just know I didn't. So. Anyways. <laughs> same with the Do you guys have any, like, like trophy or some, like, like thing that the victor takes for bragging rights? Yeah, money. Ooh, yeah. money's nice. Yeah, that's why I said you should have joined. You could have won eighty bucks, but you didn't want to. <laughs> so that's on you. I don't. I don't watch through reality you don't TV, have to man. Watch it's, just, it. it's not like my you just thing. had to it's watch the thing. points grow or fail on your own points. <laughs> that's what I tell people. You don't have to watch it. You just got to win money. That's what addiction problems mm. have. But anyways, um, yeah. So that's kind of you know what's going on. Big news down in the TV world. Which a lot of people are asking either are you really happy about or really questioning why the heck it's happening. Mm. Is that uh, there's a 70s, that 70s show spinoff happening called That 90s Show uh, on Netflix, coming to Netflix. I don't, and uh, Deborah Joe Rupp and Kurtwood Smith are returning as uh, Kitty and Red Foreman. That's interesting. How much I'm, they're like, going to be in the show? I don't know. But yeah, like, I, you know. I feel like this show should have happened following the end of that 70s well, they show. Did, you know what I mean? They did an like, 80s show with none of the other characters. Yeah. And that failed apart. No, I, I don't remember watching it, yeah. but I remember it sucking. So um, I just, like, it's one of those things. So, like, let, let's talk about, like, remakes for a second because there's there's a lot of remakes happening. There's a Home Alone remake happening. Yeah, which apparently um, is just a shot for shot for the original trailer. That, that's what I'm hearing, yeah. Like, apparently it's very, very closely resembling... Um, there's another remake that, uh, and I'm having a hard time remembering now, Alex, but we were talking about, uh, another remake, uh, that I made a comment on it. It may come back to me, but yeah, I, I just think like, th- there's these shows where sometimes it's just leave it as is, you know what I mean? Like there, there's good content here and I understand. Yes. Some people want to come and make a, that nineties show and we'll see what it's like. We were nineties kids, you know, we grew up in the nineties. We were born in the eighties. We grew up in the nineties and we are the last of the. I, well, I guess like, the last of the millennials are technically, and people born in '95. I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They don't count. You know. <laughs> but anyways, we're millennials. You know. Yeah. We're the classic millennials. I guess I don't know. What, what... what is a millennial anyway? I don't. I don't claim to know or care. Yeah. Well, as somebody born, I think. I think the age group is. 86 to 95 mm. and i think the requirements really the requirement was i think somebody who was born who lived with and without the internet like mm. from start to beginning like yep and uh like we lived through the birth of we, we yeah basically we lived the birth of the internet basically yeah and yep. then um but we lived through all the technology growths from that then there yeah and then there's the whole yep. um just the mindset, I guess, of our generation, um, because well, it's just been such a big part of our lives, right? Like yeah. we we yeah. helped build and define it through our usage mm-hmm. of it, for better or worse. Yeah. Well, there's it's also then there's also the the boomers, and then there's there's which would be considered our parents. No, no, older our grandparents, I guess. And then there's the gen. Yeah. I don't know called and then there's us and then yep. there's gen z so we're i guess we're gen x and then there's gen y and then i don't fucking know it's so crazy um mm-hmm. 
What are they going to oh, call? Looks the like people? we got a couple of people chatting in our comments. So there are people listening. Alex, hey, hello. What are they saying? We got anything cool? It doesn't matter. Um, we got a big. I'm hi. just kidding. It matters. It matters. It matters. <laughs> I'm just a piece of shit. You know that. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, so yeah, so we're millennials. Yeah, so we're There's a whole like uh, uh, I don't know them personally. Um, they're they're just a fellow podcast from this city. Of Kitchener Waterloo, and they're called uh, Turn of the Millennials, um, and they're two uh, two young women who talk about you know being millennials and their lives, and then they go on a bunch of stuff. Um, one of their episodes, they had Ed the Sock on from Much Music. That's really cool. So you know, I checked them out. I think it's yeah, I'm pretty sure it's called Turn of the Millennials. So if you go there and you listen to them, tell them you came from us, and you know. Build our own brand. Uh, <laughs> we'll take their use and drop. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I've listened to a couple of other episodes, um, and you know they're good at what they do. Okay, some would say they're better than us, but I wouldn't. Um, yeah, I would. Yeah, I definitely say they're better than us. But but we're different. You know, totally different. Podcast. Anyways, moving on. What else we got going on, Matt? Yeah, I mean. There's a couple things. Um, I broke my iPhone. Yeah, that was sad. loser. Um, <laughs> she got a tech. She got like the same uh, same case that I have. The tech, whatever. I don't even remember the comes from. You know, I they're so good. I don't. Even I, need I decided to, know to go. <laughs> so the iPhone 13 got announced, and I was like, not that like blown away by it. And I was like, yeah, I'll, you know, I've had this phone for like four years now. Um, longest I've had any iPhone at this point, and. I a few months ago I took the case off and I was like I'm just gonna go caseless. I'm I'm tired of my case. It was falling apart. Um, it's actually like it's not that hard to find cases for older iPhones, but like they're not in stores anymore. You can't just walk into like a Walmart, a Best Buy, an Apple store and buy a, a, a case for your iPhone. You can't really 10. walk like, into stores these very days quickly. much anymore. Boobs, zig, zong, Quinn. I win. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. But um, I took the case off and I actually like just really like the look and the feel of, of my phone cases. Like I think it's a very attractive phone. Um. But, you know, sitting in the theater and particularly with these shorts, which my phone has fallen out of these shorts before, um, usually in a car where things are like padded and soft, and it's fine. But I, I had a repeat moment of something that I saw you do. Uh, like, I think you said, what was it, eight years ago? Oh, yeah. <laughs> phone what I used to drink. Under the I, seat, I don't do on the concrete, <laughs> on the concrete in, in the theater. And yeah. I didn't know until I got home and I saw it in the light. I was like, oh, my God, my phone's cracked. And it's the first iPhone I've cracked since my first iphone 3g in 2008 like it's been 13 years since i've i've broken well lottie freaking like, da man i'm just i'm very distraught i'm very case, distraught man. I then it could have been phones. 14 years 15 years <laughs> but no you decide not to and i'm just saying tech 21 i've so, had my phone on my my case on my phone since i've got it yep and uh yep. i've not cracked it so yep yep well i will be learning my lesson i'm gonna get well the, okay the worst part about this the is worth less less than a week ago jamie Mm -hmm. my partner my fiance broke her screen uh because she decided shortly after i took my case off that she would do the same you're a horrible i've seen her drop her phone (laughs) i've seen her drop her phone multiple times and i've made a comment to her almost every time like uh, did you just take your case off to give you an excuse to upgrade she's like no 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 like i i actually want to like trade in my phone and if i break it i won't get any trade-in value i'm like sure sure and like giving her a hard time sure enough it breaks like a week ago and we're like oh that sucks like and so she went and got an iphone 13 
and uh yeah so here i am a week later eating my words real hard <laughs> yeah. way to go matt yeah, so now I'm looking at uh, trying to get a 13 Pro, which is really hard. I've, I was actually able to find a couple in the last day or two, or I guess in the last 24 hours since my phone. You're not broke. even gonna go for uh, the Max. You're just going Pro. Nah, hmm? I don't want. I don't want the big phone. It's too big. I've had I've had one plus sized iPhone. I got rid of it less than a year after buying it because I didn't like the size. Um, but I'm gonna try and find the Pro. I found one in stock. It was a one terabyte model, which I don't want. It's just too expensive, and I don't need that much storage. So. Try to find a 256 gig iPhone 13 Pro. That is what I'm going to try and find, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks. If I order it today, I could have it mid-November, but you know me. I want to try and get it same day if I can, so <laughs> I'm going to keep yeah. looking Well, I was day. looking at iwa- like watches. iWatches. They're not called iWatches. They're not called Apple Watches. <laughs> um, I was looking at one of them, like, and I wanted the 45 because I have fat fists. Um, and I just like the, the bigger size. It's just too mm-hmm. am, you know. It is what it is. Yep. Um, and you can't get those until like November, so there's no point. Also, it's like a thousand dollars, so it's a goddamn watch. So, um, so that's probably not what I'm gonna get. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So, technology day so expensive, but so needed, and put you need to put cases yeah. on it. So, you should have always have a case on your phone. You should buy them from Tech Twenty One. You know, good deals. Good deals. And they protect your phone. Yep. I drop my phone every day. Like, legit every day. Mostly <laughs> on the carpet, so it's not too bad. But even at work, I drop it. Never broke it. And I have the same phone you yep. do. So it says something. Yep. What does it say? Oh, yeah. No, I, I fully <laughs> just should have kept my case on or bought a new case when I was tired of my old case. So, yeah, I'll be I'll be upgrading soon. But that's, that's my fun, sad news. And other Apple news, though, uh, next week... Um, we're going to be getting a Apple Unleashed event uh, on the 18th, and it's going to be finally them talking about the Macs for what feels like the first time this year. Um, I think we're going to finally see the upgraded Mac models. So we saw Apple Silicon, the M1 processor come out for the iMac, the MacBook Pro, the MacBook Air, and the Mac Mini so far, all on the lower tier. Um, Intel is still powering all of the higher tier Macs uh, currently. Um, it's is very likely the high expectation is after this event, we're going to have the, the the nail will be in the coffin for Intel. There will no longer be any Intel ba- based Macs for sale. Um, everything's going to switch over to this. Either it's we're, we're getting like the last rumors I read was like M1X could be M2. We'll see. I'm just waiting for Apple to figure out multi monitor support on their chipsets, right? Like, you know, you're using an M1 right now. You can plug in a external monitor. That's it. You're limited to one, and you only have the two USB-C ports. So they need to figure that stuff out. Um, so my guess is that they're going to figure that stuff out, and they're really just going to be like the, again, blowing everybody away with having the best uh, hardware in a laptop. Like already, the one you're using is incredible. And so yeah. if they can figure out just a couple of those if little only, limitations, uh, if it's I use it be amazing. more than just this podcast, then that'd be great. Um, <laughs> One day, one day, mm-hmm. one day, when this pandemic has come to a close, you'll go to a park and watch a movie. No, no, no. <laughs> Outside, still not my Outside. thing. Um, <laughs> one day, one day. But yeah, so yeah, we'll see what happens with Apple. I'm sure uh, we'll cover that next in two weeks. No, next week. 
Yeah, we'll, that, yeah, we'll, we'll cover it next next week for sure. Yep. Um, what else we got going on? Um, I mean, if you're a big fan of the Guard- Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. um, it got leaked and then confirmed by James something. Um, Gun. James Gunn, that's the one. Names, man. I'm bad with them. Um, <laughs> that Adam Warlock has officially been announced and casted mm-hmm. for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. They've teased it multiple times in Guardians of the Galaxy and some other movies mm-hmm. that uh, Adam Warlock's coming, who's one of the most powerful villains, who eventually becomes an Avenger and sometimes in the comic books, but uh, it's a whole thing. Um, but it will be played by Will Holcher. Holcher? Holcher. Holcher? I don't know. Um, you would know Will Poulter from if you watched uh, We Are the Millers. We Are the Millers. Um, yep. He plays the Bandersnatch, Bandersnatch on Netflix. Yeah. His big yep. breakout role, his, his first role, role, I guess, first it, 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 that he's credited, is uh, Son of Rambo. That was a fun movie. Um, mm, yeah. He was in uh, one of the Narnia films yeah. Yeah. Uh, when he was younger. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, he was in uh, one of the, the later Maze. He was in the Maze Runner series. Yeah, he was in the Maze Runner. All um, of them, I'm pretty sure. All um, yeah, he's been in all three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like, I'm not huge on him personally. I think he's he's gonna have like, to build himself up because Warlock's supposed to be like the perfect. Yeah, I, I mean, like to I don't be know fair, what, like, what defines a perfect Sessan anymore. Who knows? But um, <laughs> he was he was fine in Bannersnatch. Like I think that was probably one of the first times I've seen him where I'm like, oh, like you have a bit like more range than just this like whiny kid. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, like I like I I saw that announcement and immediately like I was just like not excited at all. Um, but yeah, hey, we'll see. He's he's growing up. He's getting older as an actor, and who knows? Maybe he can start showing some of that that depth that yeah. apparently James Gunn sees in him. So that's true. Well, I don't know if he had the choice to pick that who that was, but you know, you never know. James Gunn gets mm-hmm. David do whatever he wants these days, anyways. So whatever. <laughs> um. um we got Matrix. So funny story out of uh, uh out of from Venom. Uh, Let there be carnage, which is a horrible movie. Uh, anyways, um, there is a scene where they're on like this top where there's tower or church thing, and they're getting chased like by the cops and stuff, as you do. Um, and there's these helicopters searching the city and stuff. Apparently, those helicopters are real. It wasn't a green screen thing, for the most part, and uh, they were actually shooting. Matrix 4. Those helicopters are actually from Matrix 4. Um, so they shot Venom Let There Be Carnage from the same place they were shooting Matrix 4 at the same That's time. That's really funny. They had to cut out, apparently, a lot of uh, chase scenes with Venom um, because uh, Matrix had most of the roads all cut, uh, bought up for their movie. So... That's kind of funny that that made it in there. That is it. funny. That that's like so shocking. Like yeah, like like and it worked you for have the to movie because the scene, that it is they're yeah. being chased by the cops and they're looking for them. So, so having helicopters was helpful. Yeah, I, I'm just so shocked. Like in Hollywood, like yeah, I get that. There's going to be a lot of like the shooting schedules must be incredibly complex. And when you're doing these big blockbuster movies, you're going to have you know times where you're going to have to like figure out and coordinate around these other shooting schedules. But I'm like I'm just shocked that this kind of stuff like happens period in like big budget movies it's going back to the game of thrones episode when you've got the the starbucks cup or the the bottle of water like in in mandalorian where you got jeans guy who shows up in the background of the episode right yeah um it's just like how how does this kind of thing you know happen with these huge 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 budgeted films and in shows 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's just, you know, that was the city, though. Like, I think that was just the, the city trying to um, yeah. put as many... Well, I wonder if, like, genuinely, if they realized that those, like, if those choppers were being used for a movie, you know, being shot, or if they just thought it was just, you know, L.A., Hollywood, yeah. helicopters, you I don't know, know where I mean? it was shot, uh, but, uh, yeah, who knows? I w- you would think that, like, you know, um, they would put some, you know, you know that the uh, matrix would be coming after them but maybe they're going to the same company they're not but like you never know mm-hmm. yep but yeah that's crazy that was funny i thought that was a funny <laughs> uh it's an unexpected crossover they could they've been calling it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so is that is that confirming that venom and the the spider-man universe takes place in the matrix god i hope not um, <laughs> um the ultimate crossover uh, so bad be Th- there's gonna be fan fiction of this now you know like somebody's gonna go out there and be like because this accidental like thing happened somebody's gonna go and like film a whole thing of like this this mishmash of of um mm-hmm. u- movie universes yeah yeah crazy speaking of venom i was reading earlier today um about him not being considered for like the Sinister Six for the MCU because of the Venom series, uh, uh, Andy Serkis's Venom series. Just he just did the last one. I don't think he did both of them, but he just did the last one. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. But anyways, go on. You're saying? But anyways, go on. No, yeah, yeah. It was just like it was just a little like tidbit that I read about uh, saying like they just won't consider using Venom now for the Sinister Six, just because of how bad have it was. Somebody else in place. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I, I probably just because of the character, like Tom Hardy's character, it doesn't really fit with no, because he's not a villain. You know, yeah, but the rest, yeah. yeah. I think though, because you've watched the end credit scene from Venom now, but it, and I still don't want to mm-hmm. spoil it for people. But I, the way it kind of looks, it looks like he's going to go after him, so they still could. I just spoiled it right there. So um, if you haven't seen it, you can put two and two together. So he's going to go after Carnage, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, because Carnage is still around at the end of this. Absolutely, movie. of course. Absolutely. Yeah. How do you think they keep making more of them? Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see at the end of Spider-Man, I guess, if Venom mm-hmm. shows up. Yeah. Part of that universe, if he is or he is not. And then if if they want to bring back a different Rhino and all that stuff, because you can't mm-hmm. have the Sinister Six without Rhino. You just can't. No, it just doesn't work without him. I'm so stoked for into the spider-verse like i'm so stoked into the spider-verse it's not into the spider-verse uh what's it called uh wow. spider-man wow. No, no, way way no way home yeah, yeah, yeah i got there i got there on my own did you did you i did um because yeah, no, into the spider-verse 2 is gonna happen so which will be awesome do you think we're gonna see that mishmash together as well now that they're all going between spider-verses you never know you never know. That'd be really funny to just see like Tom Holland as like Tom Holland walk on into this like heavily animated film. Possible, very very possible. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the next one's gonna deal with Spider Man from 2099. So yeah, the Mexican one. So I say Mexican because he's from Mexico. So don't come at me, um, or do. Let's see what happens. I don't really have anything to lose. So. Um, um. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what Doctor Strange does first. Strange well, no, we won't. We'll yeah. see what Spider-Man does we'll first. What Spider-Man does. Holy! This is a whole thing. 
Spider-Man comes first. Then we got Internals next month. Internals next month. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be fun. Uh, we got Dune next week. Dune next week. I keep thinking it was this week, but for some... I, I don't know why. Like I like I. So I thought Dune was coming out at the start of this month. Yeah, and then I'm like pretty sure I told people that it was coming out. Yeah, well, last week I said, like, oh, why am I going to see Venom? Right. And last week I said it was coming out on the 22nd. And I just think yep. I erased a week from my life. That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> I must have. Because, like, we obviously had No Time to Die. I thought No Time to Die yep. came out this week. Because I thought it was No Time to Die and mm. then Doom. But, it, yeah. no, yep. apparently. No That's probably what mixed you up. Because we were watching No Time to Die on a Tuesday. And you're like, oh, that must mean well, that Doom's coming out this I Thursday. I didn't realize that No Time to Die came out this last weekend. I thought it was coming out this yeah. coming weekend. <laughs> um, and then I saw somebody, a, a friend of mine, go see it, and I'm like, "What the? F-? First of all, where was my invite? Second, um, ouch! What the shit? Anyways, because um, this week is uh, that new Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Jodie Cromier, and right. uh, the last night and Ben Affleck movie, The Last Duel. What's it called? The, the last, last Duel. The Last duel, Night. Duel, I think. Yeah. Or the Last Night. I don't remember. Really. No, it's the Last Duel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, based on a true story, apparently. So. Um, it's supposed to be amazing, but mm-hmm. they say that. About yeah, it's got movie. excellent review scores so far. Yeah, from audiences or from the critics. Well, Rotten Tomatoes is eighty-eight percent from. Oh, eighty-six percent. That's weird. Um, audience score is not. They have nothing yeah, so it's far. Yeah, not out yet. That makes sense. Facebook's got a 3.7 out of 5, and IMDb's got a 7.4 out of 10. So critics are going to love it, obviously. But you got a cast like Adam Driver, Matt Damon, uh, and the, the mm. future star that is Jody. She's not a future star. She's already a big star. Jody Cormier, um, who's got multiple Emmys, I'm pretty sure, and Golden mm-hmm. Globes for uh, her hit for being on Killing Eve. Uh, and then you have Ben Affleck. And I'm pretty sure Ben Affleck is either producing it or helped write it, one or the other. Or Matt Damon. One of them helped something big behind they're, the they're both involved yeah um, yeah um, no they're they're both acting in it yeah they're yeah. both acting and in Billy it but Scott i'm pretty sure direct. one of them was yeah either uh wrote helped write it or uh or pre- mm. is producing it in the end um let's see stars matt damon adam driver jody Cormer. screenplay by ben affleck and matt damon ah, yes. as well as somebody named nicole holo yeah see i knew they had a big part about it and it's directed by Ridley Scott, so it's a big thing, right? Um, yeah. So, like I said, what I said to you in the, when we were watching the trailer at the movie theater is, is, I bet you five bucks that Adam Driver, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and Jodie Comer all get nominated for for this movie. And I will hold to that when we get back in February. Um, I probably won't remember that I bet you five bucks, but... Because it's a really Scott film, so I wouldn't be surprised. You know, yeah. it's either going yeah, yeah. to be the biggest critical acclaimed film for that mm-hmm. for that genre, or it's going to be the garbage movie of all time. So, <laughs> you know, so we'll find out this weekend. I might go see it sometime, or you will go see it sometime. I don't know. We'll see what's up. Um, we'll see what's up. Weekends. Are I'm wrapping tough, up you know? my vacation, so we'll see what else, what time I've got left. Yeah. You gotta watch all this only murders in the building. Yeah, you so, do have a lot know, of time to catch this. But but funny story about when they were shooting this film. It's not a funny story. It's a, it's just a small quip. Um, ben Affleck mm-hmm. was on Jimmy Kimmel probably like half a year ago or a year ago promoting something else he was doing. I don't remember. Um, yep. And uh, it was probably the Justice League. I don't remember. Um, yep. He he was at that time shooting 
um, this movie out in, or he was just coming back from it. And he's saying he was out shooting this film out in Italy or France, wherever the heck they were shooting it. And, uh, and he said, I have to have this specific date off for my son's birthday. Like, I'm going to fly back, go to the birthday and come back. And they were like, okay, cool, whatever. So he bought all these presents that were supposed to fly out with him. Um, but when he gets there, his assistant met him and he, and she just had like, apparently like the saddest looking face on his face, her face. And he was saying, the gifts didn't show up. And, and he's like, what? I can't go to my son's birthday party without the presents and all that stuff. Right. Um, so apparently what happened was Adam Driver, his son is a big Star Wars fan. So his so Adam Driver sent him all these Star Wars toys the day of with a signed autograph of Kylo Ren and saying that he knows Kylo Ren, like that his dad knows Kylo Ren and all that stuff. That's awesome. So making yep. his dad a, a hero in his son's eyes. So yep. And you can see yep. in the interview that how emotionally Ben Affleck is. Ben Affleck's a very emotional person yeah. these days. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. recovering alcoholics and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so yeah. it was it was a nice felt he- nice story, story, even if you, even if for people who don't care about kids like me. So <laughs> yeah, so that's a fun little story for those little heart people out there that who just love Adam Driver. You can go tell that to your fiance and she'll love it for the rest of his life, her life. <laughs> so, more reason for people to stand. Adam's driver. Another story about Adam Driver. Um, there we go. I know everything. About I feel like Alex, like you know a lot more about Adam Driver than you. I know. You well, here's on. the thing. I just know a lot about everything, and that just makes me a better person. Um, no, this is just because I. So on the last, is it last week tonight with John Oliver? So they had a. This is only because it was in the Emmys as well. Uh, the Emmys. Was it the Emmys? Yeah, the Emmys this last week. Yeah, yeah. It was last month. A month ago. Last month. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so last week tonight, they won. Um, but during throughout the last pandemic year, obviously, he was shooting from his own house. But um, they would always have a run. Like, uh, they had a, like, a, a current thing where they would just have tried. You would just say something about Adam Driver, like, sexually abusing him. Like, come on, Adam. Just step on my throat and spin in my ear kind of thing. You know, stuff like that. Weirdest shit ever. Just the weirdest shit ever. Um, And it eventually kept going. It kept going. And then, obviously, this was all set up. But, like, he's doing a bit where he says that. And then the phone goes off. And it's Adam Driver on the other line. I'll send you a link afterwards. Um, And it's it's pretty funny. And then Adam Driver shows up. It's like, what are you doing? And he's just like, what are you doing? Why? Why? Whatever you're doing is downright fucking weird. And I hate it. And he just goes on about it. And then at the Emmys, they said another thing about Adam Driver wanting them this. Yeah, it was just the way they did it. And Adam Driver's response was hilarious. So um, it just shows, you know, Adam Driver's a fun guy. He's a fun guy. Not a mushroom, but a fun guy. You loved it. Shut up. Um, Wait, wait, wait for it. Wait for it. And... It's deserved. So now, it's wait, deserved. You just Alex, made my Alex job with the dad joke. You just made my job a lot worse because now I have to take that sound clip <laughs> and put it in the podcast. <laughs> no, it's it's there now. No, no. See what I kept, made it live. Yeah, but when you download it, it comes mm-hmm. in its own file. So you have to 
in, put it in there in itself. <laughs> and, and, like, sometimes it doesn't work. Well, that's at least when I was using GarageBand. So we'll see how this goes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you screwed me on this, Matt, I swear to God. Um, this is the first time you've had control in almost, like, a year. So It's been a long time since I've had control over, over the hosting duties here. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, I'm abusing it. Yeah, that's Because it's the time I have. Yeah, you yep. might as well. Might as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's our Adam Driver episode. Um, yeah. As they announced today that they, they announced today or yesterday that they're going to announce a game in December, a new Star Wars game in December. It's an announcement for an announcement. Nice. Nobody, but uh, everyone's All hoping right. it's obviously the announcement to the sequel of the next, the last Star Wars game that we got. But. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah the 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 four the, the four something unleash no Jedi. Uh, oh Jedi's, my gosh, I, I played it. Yeah, so did I. Star Wars games. Fallen Order, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, we were okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd be stoked for a for a sequel to that. That was a really good game. Um, I mean, we've got a bunch of Star Wars games coming. A couple of remakes, right? Like we've got uh, Knights of the Old Republic coming. Um, fully remade and we're also getting it um just like ported to the switch which is fun yeah yeah um so we'll see we'll see who, who's making yeah. it i don't remember who announced it but uh, who knows? i'm gonna be super disappointed if it's just like star wars battlefront 3 gosh <laughs> well that's the thing like like so it's so uh rockstar announced that they're um redoing the major three games not the major three not Yes, GTA. the definitive collection, but not so. But not GTA, GTA three, four, Vice City, and San Andreas. Yeah, but not right? GTA four because that's the one everyone fucking wants. Anyways, that's not the point. Um, but like, are they? So I, I, I didn't read into it. I just saw like their announcement trailer for it. Is it gonna be like, like remastered, I think or it's is remastered. it just like being? I think it's remastered on current gen consoles. Well, remastered for the new consoles. That's from what I'm understanding. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's pissed because one, they everyone just wanted four. It's either yeah. they wanted four, or they wanted six, like a, a, the yeah. announcement of GTA Six, and yeah, Rockstar yeah. didn't give them either, because you can't play GTA Four anywhere, on any of the new hmm. systems, um, and it, like it's not been I think remade. You can play it on Xbox. It's an Xbox 360 game, but I think you can play yeah, it. Yeah, but like on an everyone's Xbox. just pissed that you can't like. They remade five. It's not native. They remade five yeah. three times, but they didn't remake yes. four. You know what I mean? And yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. four is like the rebirth of GTA. Like GTA 3 was cool, but when GTA yeah. 4 came out, it kind of rebranded them in a big way, right? So. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because it was so heavily storied. Like it was such a big story. It was such a good, it was such a good game, I thought. Mm-hmm. And um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. A rock star, get on your shit. Figure your shit out. <laughs> yeah, I. So it's funny that you bring that up, like GTA Four specifically. Um, so I watch a lot of Linus Tech Tips uh, on YouTube, and he did a, a whole video series recently about why, like, the PC is still the best game console. And his whole point was that you've got like, if the whole PS4 library equal to like 10,000 games let's just say i'm just throwing out numbers i don't actually have the raw data um the pc has like a million because it goes all the way back and you can basically find any game that's ever released on a pc 
and play it today and not just play it, but, and he highlighted Grand Theft Auto 4, which is why I'm bringing this up. There's mods, a lot of community mods. And what ends up happening is people who love these games are basically remastering them themselves and then making it broadly available to anybody who wants to like download the mods. So you can play GTA 4 with a really nice updated look. Um, you can even like add some like physics uh, stuff into it to make like the driving and whatnot, even like, you know, more improved or closer to, you know, maybe what GTA five is like. And then like GTA five, there's some like amazing photo realism mods where you're driving, you know, downtown in, in uh, San Andreas and GTA five. And it like, looks like it, like photo real. Um, it's really impressive what you can do. So um Yeah. PC gamers, they got a huge advantage when it comes to that. Well, who cares? Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I don't. But, uh, yeah, that'd be good for you guys. Yes, you get a computer. You PCs. Blah, 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 blah. Um, master race bullshit myself. There you go. Blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, that's my story on that. Um you know that's interesting. You know, but we need a GTA Six, so get to it. Yeah, yeah. Give it. Well, it to took them us. how long to announce Red Dead Redemption Two? Like, yeah, it's gonna be a while. I'm, you know, the fact that they're following in uh, uh, Todd Howard's footsteps with Skyrim, where it's just never ending. How many times it's been remastered and released on a new console? But think about it this and way. yes, there is an announcement for the Elder Scrolls Six. That was like three years ago. We have no new details on well, it. Think about it's it this way, though. Very frustrating. GTA Five came out yep. in 2013. Yeah, Skyrim came out in 2011. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Fix your shit, Rockstar. Fix your shit, I know. I don't really yeah. care about Skyrim, so there's that. But <laughs> and like when, it, when Rockstar came out, 2015? Oh, not Rockstar. Uh, Red Dead was it 2015? Oh, it was later than that. Like Red Dead Redemption Two, yeah, but yeah. Still, that should give them. That's given them four years to figure this shit out. So, yeah. I know games take longer than that. Look at The Last of Us Two. That took them ten years. Yeah, but well, and here's the big thing with Rockstar and some other companies. Like Rockstar got in a lot of shit when Red Dead Redemption Two came out because there was a lot of talk and awareness about um, the grind that game developers put onto their staff to get things done, the amount of overtime expected, um, just the burnout that happens from mm-hmm. developers to meet those lofty like deadlines. Um, and so I know there's a ton of controversy surrounding Rockstar during that time. And Rockstar is also very well known as a company that they don't announce shit until they're about to release mm-hmm. it. Like we didn't hear anything about Red Dead Redemption 2 until like the day before what, when they changed, months they changed all their before logos. It came out. And then all the next day, they announced the we game. had a trailer and it, we had a release date and it was like not long before the game came out. Um, and I think they did something similar with Grand Theft Auto Five. So like, you know, yeah. they they certainly like when they're ready to go. At least you're not waiting forever to play it. You know what I mean? Um, they they basically tell you, hey, it's going to be out. Then we're letting you know now. Go have fun, right? So I do appreciate them for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Parker, fra, um, there is, uh, you know, speaking of, you know, um, that kind of like working environments, uh, Ubisoft had their big, are, are having their big problems as well as Activision mm. and Blizzard. 
Um, well, Blizzard's in big trouble yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And um, I don't yeah. see them coming good out of that unless they admit mm-hmm. to the wrongdoings, which they're never going to. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And then, again, it was kind of the same thing happening at Ubisoft. There was just a lot of it was boys club kind of thing and, you know, yep. mismanagement there. Um, and uh, and right now you're seeing a lot of it in uh, – you're seeing the same issues with um, the film and, uh, and TV academies. Like right now there's a strike for um, – I forget who it is necessarily, but it's like all the people who work for like streaming companies and stuff like that. They're striking right now, and they've asked people to obviously cancel their subscriptions and stuff like that. So, um, the show of solidarity. We can't do this podcast without these subscriptions. So, um, yeah, <laughs> which is unfortunate. But, um, I mean, I get what they're saying, and I think they are, everyone is due to is due for their rightful amount of work. I mean, I'm I was called a socialist the other day, and I guess I am. I don't know, but. Uh, something wrong with socialism it just has to be done right but that's not what we're here about um <laughs> social cast ca- socialism capitalism no, social capitalism is what i'm all about maybe not i don't know i don't understand either one of them so it doesn't really matter um but speaking of ubisoft you know far cry 6 came out last week it's getting yep. good you know yep. people are loving it um you know, a lot of it. Yeah, Far Cry since like Far Cry three, so three, four, five, um, and six. Now, like they've been known because of their villains, and I yeah. think that's what they're doing re- well. Like the the character you're playing really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. All the emphasis has been put into their their um into the antagonists, and like it's worked out really well since they figured out that yeah. formula. I played Far Cry three and five. I didn't play four. Mm. And then I didn't play the one between five and six. Oh yeah, it was like like primal. Yeah, or... I didn't play that one. Yeah, what was it called? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Far Cry Primal. New Dawn, New Dawn. Oh, Primal was the game. New Dawn, I think, was. Oh yeah, no, but there a is a new dawn. to that. Or it's been a lot of Far Cry games. My gosh, yeah. So I played three, yeah, and then I never finished four, and that's kind of like as far as I've yeah. I've made it. With I never Far played games. four. I think New Dawn mm-hmm. is like is like it's kind of it's a a narrative oh, no. sequel. New Dawn's to five. a post-apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah. well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't yeah. know if you you didn't play five, did you? No, I haven't. So the way five ends, from what I'm just looking at pictures of New York, and I just read the description, it is mm-hmm. a very narratively sequel to five, and it makes sense um, right. to what I'm seeing. And uh, mm-hmm. so, so I, I, it makes you wonder where six comes from, and yeah. So I, I, I don't really want to play New Dawn, but I will if I have to. Um, I yeah. just want to see where it comes from, or if it's a whole new story um right which i will look into but uh yeah it looks like it's a whole new story based in uh in a different time in like a different uh, part of the world and yeah yeah so we'll see what happens it's based in it's it's in, in uh it's supposed to take place in 2021 mm-hmm. and it's in like the caribbean so which the a lot in far cry 5 was kind of more in the states so kind of makes sense yeah for what happens at the end of uh five would only could really only affect the state so mm-hmm. we'll see what happens we'll see what happens i will play it apparently it's really well done um 
an old school friend of mine. Um, he works uh, for Ubisoft in Montreal. I think it's the Montreal one. And uh, yeah, he helped with his 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 uh, his section was the facial work. So he 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 worked near and close to. Uh, with all the face work and like all the motion capturing and all that stuff, so that's kind of cool. So he put up some videos of that, and it was kind of cool to watch. So, you know, let us know mm. if you play. Part Sounds like you'd be a good guest for this uh, this podcast sometime. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't talked to him in like 10, 15 years, but hey, you never. Perfect know. timing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, you want to catch up? Great. Can you join this link? <laughs> yeah. Come on, chat about it. You know about. Talk about your work. That's what you want to yeah, do when exactly. you've done a, a yeah. day's work. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. I don't know what else you got going on, Matt. Anything else? Yeah, like not a whole lot else. Um, there's a new game I want to check out. Um, hopefully before the end of my vacation. Uh, Back for Blood. So it's the the successor to the Left 4 Dead series. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I want to check that out. Try it out. Um. You know, it's a four-player cooperative zombie-killing game. So, sounds like right up my alley. I'm not really into solo playing first-person shooters anymore. That's why I never finished Far Cry 6. That's why I never got around to finishing well, never a lot Far of Cry other first-person so shooters. I'm sorry? You never played Far Cry 6, so that's fine. Five, I mean, yeah. I never played... I didn't finish four. And, like, yeah, the only ones that I'm really, like, <laughs> finishing... And, like, I mean, I could get into the Far Cry games. The stories are really good. Um, it's I, I think maybe it's the open-world element in because I'm a bit of a completionist when it comes to a lot of games. I just like when there's just like boring missions to go and do just for the sake of completing something, I kind of get burned out. And so when it comes to first person shooters in particular, like, you know, if it's a really like more linear story, like what Halo does, I'm much more likely to get through it these days. Um, because just first person mechanics just are kind of boring to me now. I'm, I'm just yeah, not into like, the, the super quick yeah but anyway yeah so that that's that's all i got going on there um one last thing i wanted to talk about before we we called it here was squid game um i still need to watch the series but um i read this this uh headline before we hopped on and it made me laugh squid game is becoming an actual game show in south korea interesting Interesting. there will be cash prizes obviously not as much as the people are uh, trying to be awarded in the show and there, there's no killing. So just to put your mind at ease, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but they are doing like a, a actual like live reality squid game um, in South Korea, which, you know, how, how do you not capitalize on that? I saw uh, like there, there's just so much coming from this show right now. Um, I saw like a marketing guru. He was like, hey, here's a hot tip for anybody who wants to like build a business right now. Literally get print out a bunch of cards with the triangle square circle on the back and then just put uh like a phone number or a website or something on the front of it and boom that's going to be like a powerful marketing like strategy to get people driving towards your business now yeah if play pause media number then undoubtedly we would do it but uh, i don't need to get called every (laughs) fucking five seconds so the hotline it is what it is it is what it is it is all right i think this is where we're going to call it on the streams and in the podcasts so if you listen to this on the podcast, check us out. You can watch us instead if you want. I don't know. It's up to you. I mean, if you want to look at our faces, yeah, be our guest. Yeah, it's a thing now. We're online. Um, if you want to listen to our podcast, you already are, so that's cool. Um, if you're watching us, we have a podcast. You can listen to that. Link's in somewhere in the bios. I don't know. 
Uh, we're on every podcast thing, so you just got to look us up. Um, for our general listeners, you obviously have noticed that Steph has not is not here. Um, she will be taking some time off for the foreseeable future for a bit. So uh, when she gets back, she'll she gets back. We'll see what happens. You know, like I always say, it is what it is. And if if you've got something you want to say and you think, you know, you could do it on camera, let us know. Yeah. Maybe we can have you on as a guest. Yeah, you can, we, can, we can get Collins. We can do anything. You know, if uh, you have something to say about what we talked about today, about Bond being a millennial, being, uh, you know, you know, just everything against everything I said. Did sure, let's have Bond a millennial. What? <laughs> Did you just call Bond a millennial? No, it was, it was stating points. Like, if you have something to say about <laughs> oh, Bond or being a millennial or... Or, or you want to argue with everything I've just said in this whole podcast, let's do it. Because um, Matt will join your side for just the sake of it. So, um, probably, you know, just to see where I go with it. But uh, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that's where it is. Well, thanks for watching slash listening slash watching and listening. That's a weird thing to do. Anyways, till next week, as always. Bye-bye. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye now. See you. Bye. Bye.